take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couples Synergy or our website, couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couples Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of with the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we are talking about something that's kind of controversial. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we are making a very bold statement. What? Yeah. We don't do that. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not very bold people. No, that's <laughs> not true. Um, you know, today we are making a bold statement that marriage counseling does not work. Well, eight reasons it doesn't work. Eight reasons why it doesn't work. It, and it's not that it doesn't work. Yeah, we need to make a little caveat here because it's, you know, we're, we're looking at traditional marriage counseling, mm-hmm. the way that it is is taught. Or not. Or not. The way that it is done. And eight reasons why. It can actually cause more harm than good right? when a couple is seeking help. And we know that to be true. That is not our opinion. That is facts because they've done the research. There is a study that was done about marriage counseling, and it showed that it was the least successful of all therapies. You know, I'm just going to say, of course, because it's two people. You know, it's just like when you see a famous person or someone that is a coach or a a spiritual teacher, it's always one person. You don't usually see two people. Right. And so we know because we're trying to do something together to get our message out into the world, how much more difficult it is than if I was doing it my way or you were doing it your way. So that complicates things right off the bat. Well, also, I, I think what complicates things is that the general public is not aware of how the counseling field works. And because of that, I think people are, they're acting on misinformation. Mm-hmm. The counseling field, it does not work like the medical field. Even though it's structured that way, counselors who get their degree, whether it be a master's degree or a doctorate degree, they do not take any certifications or they, it's not necessary for them to take any certifications or further study to call themselves a marriage counselor. Yeah, that would also be true of if they were trying to treat anxiety, depression, ADHD, any of the things out there, there is no specialties, there is no certification, there isn't even very good research or methods out there. So this is the number one reason, or one of the reasons, mm-hmm. one of the eight, of why marriage counseling doesn't work, and that is training. Mm-hmm. 
right? So in the field of counseling and of therapy, if you wanted to get trained in marriage counseling, you would seek that out yourself. It is not mandatory in order to call yourself a marriage counselor. Right. So when I got my master's degree in clinical psychology, I was required to do zero client hours. I was a research-based thesis for my master's degree. Fortunately, I'd been working in the field already for like five years with a bachelor's Mm -hmm. and had plenty of face-to-face time. But someone could go through and get a master's degree and never sit across the room from another person. True. Mm -hmm. Also, because there are a lot of different master's degrees out there. There's a master's in counseling and master's in clinical psychology, master's in social work, master's in education, you know, master's in divinity studies. All of those master's degrees can sit for licensure in order to be a licensed counselor or therapist. Which none of those require you to do any family or couples work. Or couples work whatsoever. Or training, yes. Right, right. Absolutely. In fact, there was a, a... a report in USA Today in 1999, I believe, that showed that the majority of clinicians, say that loosely, <laughs> that are conducting couples therapy have had, had no formal training at all in order to work with couples. In fact, 80% of all private practice marriage counselors in the U.S. say they conduct marriage therapy yet only 12% are in a profession that requires them to take even one course on dealing with couples. Right. That's not our opinion. That's a fact. Right. This is a quote that um, Larry Bellotta had put on his website, too. He, I mean, he also was trained in the field and, um, and, and had put on his website this, this quote about marriage counseling and how it's ineffective. Well, that's why we started the lighthouse. You know, we were new to the field. We were probably both in eight years. I think we both started around 1994 working with clients at different levels. And we were thrown in front of a couple or a family. Mm -hmm. And it was not effective, not good. And we're innovative enough to say, I think we can find a way to do this better. And, And for those who are tuning in, the lighthouse is a... Um, counseling center that Jean and I started 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, started with the premise of working with couples in a very different way than is being done out there. And it, it is a booming practice now, and, and it is serving the Chicagoland area, doing couples work and also family work with all of the staff that we have trained. Yeah, and now since COVID, you actually can get services through the Lighthouse in most states virtually through your insurance, which is fabulous. So, you know, if that's something that you need, call the Lighthouse and they can tell you if your insurance works or not. And what we do is we train our staff because they come in, they don't have any training in working with couples or families, and we teach them our method, which we developed, Couple Synergy Method, over that 20-year period. Right. And so the training is a very big part of this and why marriage counseling, traditional marriage counseling, the way it's done by most marriage counselors out there is ineffective. And, you know, plus if you take a 
therapist who is fresh out of school, even though they might have a degree, even though they might have a license to practice, that does not mean that they are going to be effective. So the second reason why marriage counseling doesn't work is the skill of the therapist. And, you know, this, I'm going to blame the insurance companies, you know, right now, and managed care specifically. Because a person that is straight out of school and just gets their license has never even sat across from a couple. They will be paid at the same contracted rate by the insurance company that you and I would, right. you know, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, Gene and I have been working with, with couples, thousands of couples over 20 years now. And we would still be paid at the same rate or reimbursed by the same at the same rate um, with insurance companies to provide marriage counseling as someone fresh out of school. So there is no you know recognition of skill. There's no recognition of experience at all when it comes to you know managed care and, and insurance companies. And the sad thing is, is most people that seek that service. They're going through their insurance, so they're not really shopping around, and they don't know what to look for, and that's their only experience, and that's what they think the field is. Right. They think that this person is exactly the same as this other person. Right. And, you know, that is also true in the medical field. I mean, there are doctors who really learn over the course of their careers that are much better at things than other doctors, or they have different ways of thinking. If you were to go to a doctor, a cardiologist, Mm -hmm. and you were to have an open heart surgery, are you going to go to someone that's fresh out of school? Or are you going to go to someone who has been practicing his craft for 15, 20, 25 years? And are you going to get a second opinion? Especially since, you know, it's life or death. Mm Mm-hmm. And when it comes to marriage counseling, you think about it, your marriage is, it's life or death. Right. And most people are not aware of these differences. And that actually can cause more harm than good. Yeah, you can be a marriage therapist and never have been married and have no training. Yes. And, you know, along the same lines of the skill of the therapist, it is very easy for a therapist to get kind of roped in to the struggles and the conflict that a couple is wrestling with. And what happens then is that they end up filling this role of being a referee. And that is the worst thing to do. Or they can go in the other direction and have no real understanding or connection of what's happening in the relationship and give really surface answers or things that sound logical, but we all know the language of relationship is emotional. And if they haven't gone through those experiences, they have no way to navigate that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it is, we've heard countless number of horror stories over the years and that there have been therapists out there that are telling couples whether they should stay together uh, or not. Uh. And that is, again, the worst thing that you can do is to dash the hopes of a couple in front of you, giving your advice, and then sending the couple down the path towards divorce. 
And that's the same thing as a medical doctor telling you how much time you have to live. Right. Which takes away your belief system that greatly impacts your level of health and treatment. And they've seen people where, you know, you have six months to live, they die in six months. And then they say, we don't know, and they live for five years. And it's the same thing. That's why it's not something anyone should ever tell. No one should ever make a decision for you that they don't have to live with. So, you know, that's, that falls under that, that skill of a therapist. And as we have mentioned here, most, I'm not saying all, but most marriage therapists out there do not have the skills necessary and have not obtained those skills necessary to be able to help a couple navigate the problems that they are going through in their relationship. The third reason is life experience. Yes. Yeah. You know, just think about it like this. If you wanted to run a marathon and you needed some help training, would you go to someone that's never ran a marathon? You mean they read all the books about running a marathon though, <laughs> right? They know exactly what you should be eating because they read a book on it. Right. Would you want someone to coach you that wanted to run a marathon and didn't or mm. stopped short? Oh, that's a good one too, right? That one's a little tricky. Yeah. Because what we're saying is that if the therapists themselves are not in a relationship, maybe they've never been in a committed relationship, mm -hmm. or they were in a relationship that ended in divorce mm -hmm. and have stayed single. It makes a difference. And, you know, I think one of the worst things that our field has done is ha has kind of passed along this message in, in education and training that it doesn't matter whether you have experienced something that your client has experienced or not, you can still counsel them. Right. And, and I think that that is just not correct. It's just, you know, first of all, it's a blanket statement. Okay. First of all, a blanket statement that any blanket statement does not, it doesn't apply all the time. But second of all, I, you know, if, if you're a therapist out there that has gone through a traumatic relationship and divorce and you are sitting across a couple that is going through struggles and conflict, you're, you're going to be activated. And biased. And biased. Naturally, you're mm -hmm. going to be biased. Right. Naturally. And most therapists out there that are in private practice, they don't have colleagues that they go to for consultation to really help them figure out how to not allow their own personal issues come into the therapeutic environment. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's something that we you know, pride ourselves on the fact we, we've been able to build that in our, you know, in our practice in Chicago, that we have that consultation happening all the time, you know, and the staff does that and they know to do that mm -hmm. because it's very easy to become biased. Right, and we even allow our therapists to not take on a client that activates something in them that they haven't resolved. Right. So for me, I don't work with addicts. I don't like 
working with addicts. I don't want to do the wrestling with the lying with addicts. I know that about myself, not my wheelhouse, not my strength. I'm not even going to pretend that that's what I do. For me, you know, it's, it is almost impossible for me to work with a woman who has gone through some type of sexual trauma, you know, especially in a dramatic relationship. Right. And, and so that is, I mean, down the line, typically in the past, if she has worked with you for a while, you know, then when she is ready to start looking for healthy men in her life and healthy relationships with men in her life, then that's when I feel more comfortable being able to step in and help guide that person. But most therapists, they think that they can work with anybody. On everything. On everything. And, and that is just not true. Right. It is not true. Mm -hmm. And if you are not able to have a healthy relationship yourself, how do you think you're going to be able to guide a couple to have a healthy relationship? You know, one thing I'd like to say is that if you have a therapist you're working with and you love that therapist, fabulous. But... If they can't help you in a certain area, it is okay to do something else. And there are many therapists out there that will say, I don't do that. I do not do that work. You need to go find someone else that does that work. And more power to mm -hmm. them. Yeah. That's that's awesome because we all should be able to understand our strengths and limitations. Mm -hmm. Yep. Unfortunately, I would have to say that the majority of the field isn't like that. Correct. Which is unfortunate. Right. So, you know, in some ways, capitalism works in the opposite direction in our field because it capitalism says if you go to school and you pay this money, then you are eligible to do all these things that you're actually not mm -hmm. qualified to do. And then there's nothing on the other end governing how you're getting paid. So if capitalism was working, then people would go, well, this isn't working, so I'm not paying. Mm -hmm. But they're not paying. It's the insurance companies that are leveraging everything and so there's no checks and balances if there is a bad therapist out there to make them have to do better to, at their job i'm also going to throw in here the flip side of the coin okay because there are a lot of people out there that are claiming to be relationship experts a lot of people out there that are claiming to say that they can coach couples in their relationship and just because you are a blended family, just because you almost got divorced, or just because you got divorced and now learned how to be in a healthy relationship, that doesn't make you an expert. Just because you had that experience right. doesn't mean that you can coach couples on how to go through the struggles that they're going through. You know, life experience is one thing. Education is one thing. But it's the combination of both and also the experience, not only just the life experience, but the experience of working with couples, going through the most painful things in their lives, right? The most painful thing is that hurt that you can have in a relationship. That experience speaks for itself. And it's the whole of that, the whole combination of all of that that makes someone a relationship expert. Right. And also the way that 
that we work as human beings is we are designed to bond. And we can bond with someone who is really bad for us. And we can bond with someone who can really heal us and help us. And bonding is part of the experience of working with a coach or a therapist. So the third reason of why marriage counseling doesn't work is the willingness of both parties. So this is this is on the couple that's coming in now, right? That's seeking help. And too often in in our experience, we have had couples show up <laughs> where one person was not even aware that they were coming to see a counselor or therapist. Right. They thought they were going to the grocery store. Right. That they were <laughs> running <laughs> running an errand and and their spouse had this all set up and didn't tell them and they just turn left instead of right and walk in our office. Yeah, don't do that. No, no. It's It's already not a good plan. It is. The only way that a relationship is going to change is if both people are willing to change. Right. That's just it. and, And, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that say, um, and typically these are like, you know, women coaches are saying, you can change your marriage without your husband knowing. Right. I will teach you the skills on how to get him to change the relationship. First of all, that's very manipulative. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And and it's it's secretive and deceptive and... I mean, what kind of relationship are you going to have if it starts on deception? This is why we do a free consultation. It isn't just because uh, we want to sell you something. It's really because we want to see if you're going to be successful doing this work or if you need a different level of it. And so we purposely do that so we don't take people on. We certainly don't want them to pay us to tell them that. Right. We want to sit down. We want to help them really look at what are their goals? What are they going through? We're looking for really specific stuff. And when we get to the end of the conversation, we have so many levels in place of things we can recommend. And most of it is not working with us. And so it's only if it's going to be a really good fit that we'll take a couple on. And that willingness to change is such a big deal because, you know, you think about if you and your partner were going to go on a diet together. And one of you is doing everything they're supposed to do. And the other one is running to McDonald's. Um, you're going to fail too. Yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're making the commitment together to change and one of you is sneaking around not changing, not going to happen. Because it's entrainment and it's all the stuff we talk about. Yeah, you just sabotage each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that feels terrible. It's a terrible feeling. It's the gaslighting, right? To think that, oh yeah, this person's on board and they're not changing. Exactly. It's it's a three-legged race. Mm-hmm. And we've used this example in the past, right? The three-legged race, if those of you who don't know what this is, you know, is a couple would tie their their outside legs together and then they would try to run a race. Inside legs. Inside legs. Inside legs. Yes. Well, you can't do the outside. Yeah, that's true. Inside legs, inside legs together. And then they would try to run the race and you can't run it for your partner. 
No, you can't pick them up and drag them. No, <laughs> it just doesn't work. It might for a few no. steps, but you'd for sure yeah. fall, crash and burn. So that willingness of both people, both mm-hmm. parties to work on it together is really, it, it, it's necessary. Absolutely. If you don't have it, it's just, it's doomed to failure. Mm-hmm. The The fifth reason is, and this kind of dovetails into the fifth reason, is the belief that both have responsibility. Right. Some couples, they want things to be different, but they think it's really their partner. Yeah. They have to point and the finger. Fine. Yeah. Saying that, yeah. you know, it's it's your fault. Mm-hmm. You have to change and then things are going to be good. We've never seen it. No. We have always no, no. seen that each person equally contributed to the condition of the relationship. Now we're not saying what a person has chosen. Mm-hmm. Someone that is contributing to the relationship being in a place where bad things start happening, they're not responsible for their partner's behavior, but they are responsible for the condition of the relationship. And people are like, hey, Dr. Ray and Jean, but what about if one person, you know, cheats or one person is, you know, an alcoholic? That is absolutely true Mm -hmm. that they have responsibility on that and the choices that they have made, but... The other person is participating in a way, yes. whether it's passive or whether it's manipulative, in a way that creates the condition for those things to happen, including staying with their partner. Correct. Yeah. So they, they have responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the only thing that they can change is, is their part. Right. They can't change their partner. What? Yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> if you've tried, you know what we're talking about. Right, right. The sixth reason why marriage counseling and say traditional marriage counseling doesn't work is that the reason why couples are seeking help. And it's some of the stuff we've talked about a little bit. You know, so if there's a really bad scenario going on in the relationship, if there's uh, any type of uh, abuse... Mm-hmm. Any type of um, betrayal, uh, lying, separateness, and manipulation. I mean, we've seen couples come in to try to manipulate their partner into getting back in line. And that is never going to work. I don't care how skilled a therapist is, they are not going to fix that mm-hmm. or help with that. Or, you know, a couple coming in because they want to try to get their partner to sign a prenup. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Or they're trying to get their partner to do this or to do that. And to agree to accept the affair I'm having. Sure. Right. And that those reasons, you know, are manipulative. Those reasons have this like hidden agenda that is is doomed, is dooming the relationship to fail. Right. And most of the time they're coming in because they want to get the therapist to get on board with them and tell their partner what they should do. Especially if they're a person that's not able to set good boundaries in their relationship. And so they want the therapist to do it. And and of course we see this also with parenting, like parents who don't want to take responsibility and having hard limits with their kids mm-hmm. and they want the teachers or therapists to do it, something they're not doing and it doesn't work. No. It just doesn't work. No, no, no. The seventh reason why marriage counseling doesn't work is the health of the couple. Yeah. Right? At what level is their health is at when they're seeking help. So 
you had mentioned some of those really severe situations when it, when a couple's you know going through right there's a specific couple i'm thinking of who he just decided to stop working and decided to not participate in anything and he go he still goes to counseling all the time mm-hmm. and she came in to try to figure out what she could do and she actually changed her life but they're still married and he's still not leaving the basement and they still live together and they are still married and this is at least five years ago you'd think that that was a success then they didn't get divorced (laughs) right but they are still very very unhealthy Mm -hmm. in their relationship yeah and you know that is that takes the a skillful therapist to be able to assess the health of a relationship upon evaluation Yeah, one of the things that we'll ask a couple is, if you change nothing, how long can you do this? And you would be surprised at the responses that people can do this a very, very, very long time. People can stay married in a situation that is unpleasant for both, unhealthy for the kids, and never change and stay together till they die, Mm -hmm. for sure. And sometimes that question really sparks people and they go, oh, I could do that and I don't want to. Right. And other people can't see beyond that and that's okay. But that is absolutely a thing of the condition that they're in. And, and so if a therapist is unable to recognize the level of health in a relationship, they might be applying some type of intervention that might work for a couple who is healthier or in a different kind of situation. And it is absolutely not going to work with someone who is, or a couple that's very unhealthy. Yeah. You know, I'd like to talk about that for a minute because, you know, unfortunately we've seen that in a way that we didn't always know. And so maybe a couple is coming in and they're not having a good sexual relationship. And one of them is kind of blaming the other one. And we're helping coach that person to maybe be a better partner. And we find out later that actually there was quite a bit of manipulation going on that we didn't know about. And so that's tricky as well when both people aren't forthcoming. It unravels in the end just the same. It just takes a little bit longer for that to unravel because we're helping them in other areas of their life. But there's a dishonesty coming Uh, up within the relationship. I I think we worked with a couple where I think the guy was having an affair most of the marriage counseling and it wasn't disclosed. Mm -hmm. And, um, and of course we're not mind readers. We don't know that either. And so he, that person was not just fooling his partner, but also us. Right. And, uh, extreme forms of gaslighting, sadly. And so that's, you know, in that category of, you know, and so again, this speaks back to you know the skill of the therapist, mm-hmm. the life experience of the therapist, the training, you know, and just their overall experience. Right. And the eighth reason why marriage counseling and traditional marriage counseling does not work is the definition of success. Yes. Yeah. Like, how do you define success when it comes to this kind of work? You know, is it that they stay married? Well, in that last example there, that's not successful, right? Because 
they're very unhealthy, but they're staying together. Yeah, I think that's a definition that, you know, was part of my grandparents' day, that if you stayed married till you died, then you had a successful relationship. But we like to look at relationships very similarly to uh, how you would evaluate health in the body. It's not necessarily absence of disease. It's the ability to recover from stress. And the ability to grow, not just recover, but also grow. Learn and grow together. Right. Absolutely. And so if those things aren't really happening, what's the point? What's the point? Because relationships are tough. And there are, there are some benefits. It was interesting. We interviewed a, a woman who she actually had an arranged marriage and she found that being married was socially and economically beneficial, even though she didn't love her partner and they didn't really have a, a real, like what we would call a love marriage or traditional relationship, but she could see the benefit of being married versus being divorced. But of course she would never seek marriage counseling because there wouldn't be a point. Right, because they're not really trying to change their situation. Right. I mean, the situation that they're in works for them. So it is true that our goal for a couple is not their relationship. Correct. And every time we say that to couples, they kind of look at us like, what? And, you know, a lot of marriage counselors out there, their focus is on saving the marriage. Yeah, no. And that's just not, I mean, right off the bat, if you are going to go in with that kind of an agenda, then yeah, you're going to be swimming upstream. You're going to run into situations where you are trying to push your agenda and that is not what the clients want or need in their life. I would say that's also similar to the medical field where if someone has a terminal illness, they want to do everything possible that they can to help that person live even if their quality of life is terrible and it's super expensive and it's not what the person wants. Right. And so there is a time when it's appropriate to part ways. Yes. And let go. And and that might be a healthier solution for both parties. Which, of course, we would never choose for anyone. No. But they would come to that decision if they... And, you know, here's another thing I want to say is that decision doesn't come in a moment of passion. Right. It doesn't come through a fight. It doesn't come through being hurt. It comes from doing your work and getting a good solid base of who you are, what you need, and you just realize at some point this isn't working anymore. And growing individually. Right. Mm -hmm. In a way and apart from the other person. Correct. Oh, one more thing I want to say about that is we have never seen a couple where both people are willing and both people do the work that have ended. That's true. Mm -hmm. That is true. Yeah. No matter how they started. Right. And that just means that they have a willingness to change. They are both accepting their own responsibility in creating their part in the relationship. And they are both willing to grow together, grow individually and grow together and create what the two of them really want. And, and I think that's, that's kind of why we, we started Couple Synergy specifically is it is not marriage counseling. Very different goals. Correct, yeah. right. We are not interested in teaching people I statements and how to resolve what we would call issues. Issues are, you know, who's doing what in the house and, 
you know, this person doesn't do that and I don't like it. And so we should be kind to each other and modify ourselves. And that's not our goal or agenda at all. Right. And our, our program is, I mean, the closest thing to it is calling it a coaching program, Mm -hmm. but you know, I think that that word itself also has become very cookie cutter also. Yeah. And so it doesn't really describe exactly what we provide, you know, couples when we're working with them. I think the best thing that we have heard from someone that we, we had, you know, had, had gotten to know us is he called it marriage mentorship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that's really amazing. I, that's a really great thing. It's very um, hard to market. It's not really a word that is, is going to catch people's eye and, and ear. Um, but that's really what we do, mm-hmm. you know, in guiding couples into creating that relationship that they want. Yeah, we want to teach the skills necessary to be in a relationship that is not just stays together, but how you can really learn to thrive and heal each other. So if you think about, if we go back to the medical field, couples that have a broken leg, they want to put a cast on it, they want to let it heal, they want to do their therapy and they want to move on. That's not a typical couple synergy client. The couple synergy client for us is really who wants to run the marathon, who wants to have the greatness and the full experience. One of the couples that we just podcasted, he said, what is the point of getting to the end of your life and have never been tested Mm. and never find out what you're made of? Mm. And the greatest way to be tested and find out what you're made of is through your primary relationship. That truly is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that is, I said on another podcast, that's truly living. Yeah, you can hide from a lot of people. You can put a face on, you can do your Facebook, Instagram picture. No one would ever believe in a million years what's really going on underneath the hood. <laughs> you can do that, you can live like that, but we're talking about living on purpose, consciously, vulnerably, with another human being in a way that is the most incredibly safe feeling in the world and incredibly healing and incredibly vulnerable. So we want to thank you so much for joining us on Couple Synergy today and for listening to our rants. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. If you want more information about what it really looks like to work with us, I would really recommend you listen to some episodes of people we worked with many years ago that are still talking about how much it's changed their life. Uh, Jim and Vera come to mind. Mm -hmm. Deb and Bob. Aaron. Aaron's a good one because Aaron and his wife that we worked with, they actually divorced and now he's in a good, healthy relationship. Aaron and Manya, that's another cool one. Scott and Tanya, Charles and Monisha. Tim and Chow. Mitch and Katie. So if you go back and you look through the episodes for some of these names, those are people who actually felt so 
passionate about the work that they did and proud of what they did to change their relationship that they were willing to come on Couple Synergy and talk about that experience. So those are some good ones to check out. For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. Also, if you want to be a guest on Couple Synergy, just email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs, such as the Home Study Course Relationship 101, the Couples Weekend Intensive, which is coming up September 9th through 12th, our online membership called Connections, and our premier program called Couple to Couple. Look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. And if you're considering any of the ways that Couple Synergy programs might help you, go ahead and schedule a call with us. We'd be happy to sit down, talk it through, and make recommendations. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. Mm-hmm.